0: Hey, Connor, have you learned anything over the past uh, three years we've been doing this podcast? Has God taught you anything since we've been doing this? Nope. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Christian Artist, honoring Christ through creativity. My name is Caleb. My name is Connor.
1: And my name is Carly
0: hello Woo. how are you Welcome all doing back, people who are watching um i see that there are some people who are actually watching like when oh, it wow. starts and that's not <laughs> a, the usual nice. thing that happens so that's cool um yeah so we are here with uh, the christian artist as we do this is episode 99 so that's Woo. like literally insane. <laughs> like and three years
2: ago today we released the very first episode of the podcast
0: yeah so three years ago Ooh, Thank you, time Up.
2: yes thank you facebook time up
0: i'd like to give a shout out to uh my friend seth who's watching this right now hello seth because you just said hi <laughs> in the in the chat um i do D with with him on thursdays oh uh, what it's a good <laughs> wow um anyway so what are we talking about today connor as, as the reverse of our cold open what are we uh, yes. actually talking
2: No, about? we are going to be talking about what um we have learned theologically and um just just what I mean just what what we've learned what what God has taught us mm-hmm. in the past 3 years
0: Yeah, like in a in a theological sense um, right. or like yeah, a Christian sense. Not like um which I get makes it probably goes without saying because we said God. I guess God has taught us that makes sense. that so it would be something right. like related to God. So right. fair.
2: So what God has taught me specifically is that direct
0: <laughs> revelation is actually a
2: thing, and I'm actually an apostle now. Yeah, God has, <laughs> God spoke to me. That should have been the cold today. opening. <laughs> <laughs> it should have. Yeah, it actually, should God have. spoke to me just today and revealed to me that I'm an apostle. <laughs>
0: Uh, so you are a Mormon now? Is that what you're telling me?
2: No. I, if I was a Mormon, that would make me the fourteenth apostle, and that's not.
0: That's, that's no. Bad. That's you're you're totally getting getting that mixed up. So there are. Uh, Is there, 12? No, 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 there are only twelve. No, no, there are thirteen. Exactly, and John. No, no, no. You would just be taking the place of one of the Mormon apostles. Yeah, and but not John. But none of them have died recently, so clearly I, I don't know i thought 14th. you had well since you have generally revelation from god i assumed that you would know whether or not one of them had died <laughs> but they haven't anyway what, that is, was part of what god just, told me cut, cut this uh gag off now <laughs> uh so uh but before we get into um that whole jazz we're going to talk about um what we've learned over the last three years uh doing this podcast because you know um Listening to, like, some of the earlier episodes, it's definitely obvious that our views on some things have changed and um, and God has taught us along the way. Um, maybe even through this podcast, like, mm-hmm. um, hearing other people's perspectives or talking through things. Um, but before we get into that, uh, we are going to uh, touch base with Carly real quick because she wasn't able yeah. to make it till last episode <laughs> when we talked about our experiences with the podcast and, like, our journey with the podcast. Um, and so, Carly... Would you mind just sharing your your thoughts and insights as to like how you came about to be on this podcast now, like from the humble beginnings of Carly Pinch <laughs> with the Christian <coughs> yeah, artist? Yeah. So
1: when I was when I was watching the the episode from last week back, <laughs> I was at my grandparents' um because I had I was on spring break, and I was realizing while I was there, which was adding to the nostalgia, that I was you know I was staying in the room next to the room. Where, um, a summer three years ago, I was scrolling through iTunes looking for a podcast to listen to. That's so
0: (laughs) crazy. So it was, like,
1: this is a lot of, a lot of layered nostalgia. (laughs) Um,
0: Wow, that's insane.
1: And so, yeah, um, and so I started, like, thinking about that more. And I was, like, wow, like, it's been three years, almost. It'll be three years this summer, um that i started listening to this podcast great, great. because i was just trying to find something to listen to at that point and now i'm here but um so now
0: you're literally yeah, one of the co i found the
1: podcast. <laughs> yeah. and um and then be- because i wanted to go on a run and i had nothing to listen to and so i found the podcast downloaded a couple episodes and started listening to it last and i remember listening to the i remember listening to the jurassic park one (laughs) i remember yeah i remember on that run listening to the jurassic park review um and uh so i keep losing my train of thought um
0: sorry i keep the problem is i keep saying things and then the lag is is long enough that like it takes you from (laughs) your train of thought I'll just not talk. That's good. <laughs> um,
1: and so, like, the whole time that I've listened to the podcast and known you guys, like... Oh, one thing, actually, though. um, The only reason I have a Twitter is because I wanted to be able to ask you guys questions. <laughs> so,
0: That's so funny. <laughs> the
2: reason I got a Twitter was because you guys told me to get one, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and so... Then after I got so a Twitter say, and my started like actually communicating with you guys, it was like, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, and then you know started to become friends and everything, and kept listening to the podcast, kept bugging you guys when you wouldn't release an episode. <laughs> that was <great>. um, <laughs> very helpful. <laughs> yeah, um, and you know I. Eventually, I at some point I got some of my friends to listen to it, but I don't know if they still listen to it because I'm not really in contact with those people anymore. Mm. But I mean, um, that's
2: probably why, right? I mean, one, don't want to listen to you now that you're on the podcast. <laughs> and what kind of friends? What kind of what kind of true <laughs> friends are they really? Like exactly. <laughs> um,
0: but
1: um, yeah, and. I guess I don't really have much else to say other than
0: No, that's really fun. I
1: don't know. It's crazy because it's been almost 3 mm-hmm, years and mm-hmm. now I'm actually on here and yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No for sure and and that was the thing, right? Like because you were I mean, we we talked about you in last episode because you were such an integral yeah. part of us even doing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um like uh around the time that you started listening like it was it, getting to the point where we were like, "Okay, does anyone care about this podcast? <laughs> yep. Like, is literally anyone listening to it?" Um, and and it's like it's it's one thing, obviously, right, to have like your your friends who are like doing the podcast with you every once in a while listening to it and like you know some friends from church or whatever who are listening to it that's one thing but to have like a person literally like across the country just randomly start listening to the podcast and like it and continue listening (laughs) and talk to us and ask us questions like that was like crazy like to us because that has never had that had never happened up to this point um so that's super cool um but yeah Thank you for sharing. I definitely wanted to just get your, your thoughts on that. Cause again, yeah, you were such a, an integral part of the podcast and now you're a co-host. So obviously what? it's awesome.
2: Yeah. Cool. Um, one more thing I, I do want to say, i just, since we're still on the topic of, of podcasts and stuff like that is what I want to ask you for the audience sake of like how many countries listen to this podcast or have listened to this podcast. Oh, you want me
0: to go through the, yeah, the demographics. Do stuff? you have it? I thought you had it memorized. No uh, like seven I don't have it memorized. Um well, I may I might not want to go through it because that's one of the things that is uh well, I'll, I'll go through it now actually mm. because it's imp- th- this is going to be probably one of the you, you this is this is for your homework basically. Oh, okay. um, not no homework. <laughs> this is this might be on the test is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. <laughs> um because remember we're doing our our trivia right for next week. <sighs> yeah, it's going to be a good time, but here let me let me try to pull it up. So um, obviously the first most popular country, like the the most lessons comes from United States, obviously. Because of us three. Because when I mean, we're all we all live in the mm-hmm. United States and we probably like uh say things that are most resonant to a audience <laughs> from the United States. Right. Um here we go. So statistics, geography it's just fun. I like going on this every once in a while mm-hmm. and just like checking out like these yeah. weird statistics. Um, so the uh, obviously most downloads from uh, are from the United States, eighty-two percent. What's guess? Try to guess what the next, the next highest. United Kingdom. How dare you? you <laughs> yeah. So United wow. United Kingdom. Guess what's next.
2: I guess this is the last time. And I, I, I
0: uh, uh New Zealand. No, it's Canada. Mm. So ah. United States, United Kingdom, Canada. Uh, you know the the first three. I'm kind
2: of
1: Canadian.
0: Are <laughs> you? Oh, <laughs> oh, really? Like, yeah. like. Uh, I mean, in, it's not
1: an ethnicity, but yeah.
0: But like in bloodline, basically. Yeah. Cool. Huh. Um. Next is the Philippines, <laughs> and I think that's partially because did, were we doing the podcast when Mom and Dad went to the Philippines for their mission thing i think so because i th- i think they talked about it there i, I think, think so. that might have been a thing because there were so like a lot of christian kids who were there and so maybe that is the reason that a whole bunch of people listened from the Philippines. we got 114 <laughs> listens from for the philippines from the philippines so. um
2: that's that's like cool. that's kind of like strange
0: in a way it's <laughs> like really like it's cool though uh the next is kind of strange. The United Arab Emirates is the next one.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: yep. Um and then Australia, and then India, and then Sri Lanka, and then Germany.
2: Like like Look, seriously though, nine. we have, we have like what? Like Dang. 60 60 listens from Germany. Like wow. that's crazy. So thank you. So if if you if are consistent listeners from all these different countries, mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. very much for listening to our podcast. We feel honored. <laughs> and then what's the total? What's the total count?
0: The total count of all listens. Let's see. Seven thousand nine hundred and forty-eight all-time total downloads. So almost wow. eight thousand. We're we're almost at eight thousand, guys. Yeah um last three months was 836 well we will probably break eight thousand when we release the next when okay. we release the 100th episode yeah um there's 836 downloads last month so that's kind of cool
2: what's the weird spike there
0: uh the weird spike was on uh, march 1st i don't know what we did on march 1st there were 70 downloads on march 1st <laughs> anyway, this is all just probably information that doesn't interest anyone but us. Yep. Well yeah. Um so we'll just stop that. But that I'm gonna definitely be having some questions on the trivia about like uh our statistics. Um because I'm I've just officially talked about them on on, on the podcast. <laughs> so it's part of the lore, so um okay. so I think what I'm probably gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna make one question for every episode, but we're not going to, I don't think we're going to go through a hundred questions because that will take literally forever. Right. <laughs> um, I'll probably just like try to, I'll, I'll find something where I can like input them and randomize it. So it's a random. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then we'll just go until, that makes sense. I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know, 30 questions or something like that.
2: Like the first to something, the first to 30. Yeah. Or something maybe something like
0: that. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. That is, uh, where that's our addendum from last episode, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, and yeah, let's get into the topic for today. So we're going to talk about, um, things that God has taught us over the last three years, theologically, um, spiritually, biblically, those sorts of things. Um, who would like to go first? Who wants to take the plunge?
1: Does Connor need more time? Because I can go first.
0: (laughs) You should go first, Carly.
1: Okay. Um... God has taught me that reading the Bible every day is one of the most valuable things that you can do.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. <laughs> so I, I have a confession to make. I'm I'm still really bad at this. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I really am. And I know, I, I absolutely yeah. know that I should be reading every single day, but I I still do so bad at that. Because I'm such a busy person and I'm an obsessive person. So like when I'm in a certain mode of like, I, I want to like, like when I'm in writing mode, like all I think about is like, uh, yeah. you know, it's novels and fiction and whatever. And so half the time I'll just be like, okay, this is the only thing that matters. And this is all I'm thinking about. And then I'll get to the end of the day and I'm like, wow, I'm really tired. I didn't read my Bible today. Crap. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, so have you, do you have like a streak going right now?
1: Oh yeah. I don't know how long it is, but.
0: <laughs> do you, can you remember the last time you didn't read your Bible on a day? no that's that's good (laughs) that's a good good
2: job (laughs) that's impressive i I remember uh, i've been doing this for almost and and i would say this is one of my things then as well um but uh like almost two years maybe probably at the beginning of the summer will be two years but uh the days that i did miss was at kids camp (laughs) where i remember missing at least one day at kids camp where I was just like I didn't find the time to. But like my even Bible. then, you
0: still heard verses right. throughout the day. Yeah, right? but I, I did not have if that personal.
2: Counts. I read my Bible on purpose, not because somebody read it to me, but because I wanted to hear the word of God. Mm-hmm. And I think that doesn't count at ch- as churches at church as well. And sometimes I think it does, but then after I get done with church, I like pull on my Bible and I'm like
0: all right yeah I'm gonna read this anyway hmm. well <laughs> because... now I feel like now I feel like I've been doing cop-out days where going, well <laughs> i went to I went to church and we read the Bible there mm-hmm. so that counts yep
2: yeah and that's that's how I feel too is oh, I feel dear. like I'm using that as a cop-out thanks guys like... You're, you guys are
0: <laughs> guilty, which is good that's good I should yeah, yeah. that's good <laughs> uh so yeah do you have any like elaborations on that like uh specific like instances yeah. where that has like been super helpful or like yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so for probably like two years, um, I was like, I was pretty depressed and, uh, wasn't having, wasn't having a good time. <laughs> and I don't even know what made me want to, but our church started doing a 6am prayer every morning mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. on weekday oh.
1: mornings. And my mom know? originally no, was like, was just... oh. um, she was like, oh yeah I might go to like a couple days of it um and I was like well I want to go every day (laughs) and so we started going every day um and so I then and in that prayer time um obviously there was some scripture read and everything and then once my mom dropped me off at school after prayer time I had like maybe 15-20 minutes before school actually started. So I just started mm-hmm. reading my Bible in that time. And mm-hmm. um and then started doing, like, plans so that I would have something specific to read. And, like, to this day, I couldn't have, like, a specific thing to tell people, like, this is what brought me out of my depression. But mm-hmm. that was definitely one thing <laughs> because that was, like, the only thing that I changed that um mm-hmm. then helped me a lot more spiritually after that and continuing on so yeah it's very important
0: (laughs) yeah no it totally is and i like i can i can tell that in my own life like when i know when i haven't been in scripture because like i yeah i'm depressed (laughs) right like everything (laughs) seems a lot more meaningless meaningless yeah Mm -hmm.
2: Hmm.
1: (laughs) (laughs) conviction but no, yeah. I, I
2: I was just going, "Oh, when when she said that that was because that was a turning point of I need to read my Bible more was prayer meetings." Like that's mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Like like that's legit. That's why I said that, yeah.
1: It's a good thing yeah. I'm a morning person.
0: <laughs> Somebody has to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, if everyone was was were night owls, the world would die. Oh, yeah. The world would not function, right? Or, or we would just not all, we would just never get up until noon, which maybe, I mean, I might, (laughs) maybe everyone should be night elves. No. All right. Continue. (laughs) Yeah. Any other thoughts or insights about that? What, what, what was your favorite book to read? Like book to go through, uh, things you learned most, Hmm. that sort of thing.
1: I recently, I read through, uh, Hebrews. And Hebrews is really cool because it it talks all about Mm -hmm. like, it really goes in depth explaining multiple times over in different ways why Mm -hmm. Jesus died and Mm -hmm. why that provides a salvation. And that was like, yeah, it was really cool.
0: I think one of my favorite times, like periods of my life. Yeah. One of my favorite periods of my life. Was when our church was going through First John, um, because I <laughs> at the beginning of no, and the reason I say that is because I I made it my mission as soon as we as soon as I knew we were going to go through First John, and I was starting to prepare for that. Um, we were just coming out of Nehemiah um, as a church, and and I looked at that, and I was like, okay, First John. Oh, and and I knew that Pastor Gabe had talked re- talked right before I I heard that on the pod, on his podcast about like um john MacArthur's like thing where he was like if you want to understand the book of john read first john like uh like the all five chapters every day for 30 days and then once you get to the end of that you will like be able to read john and like actually like understand what he's talking about because he uses you know he, he it's the same guy who writes it obviously and he uses um, the same kind of language, the same kind of language each things. time um, and so I did that like for the entire, m- for the most of the entirety of the time that we were in first John, I read the entirety of first John every day, all five chapters for the entire period of time that we were going through <laughs> first John. And so I, if I ask you what, you what a verse in John meant. I would just ask you then, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> and like, I'm, leg- I'm legitimately serious though. Like I studied that so hard, like so hardcore that like, I know first John now. And like, obviously <laughs> I don't. Obviously, no 1st John, like, like I'm sure that, like, uh, 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 crap, what's his name? Pastor Gabe? No, um. Joe MacArthur? No. R.C. Carly, the guy that you're reading the book on Mormons about. Oh, uh, James John White. White. James White. James okay, White. I was, I was getting John White in my head, like, you he <laughs> not right? Um, yeah, uh, uh, James White. I'm sure, like, someone like that would, of course, know more about 1st John, because he literally yeah. studies, like, Hebrew and Greek. Um. <laughs> but like, as far as like layman is considered, like I know first John and I can look at first John and I know what it's talking about. I know why it says the things it says. Mm-hmm. And like, I feel and, and whenever, basically that's my go-to book. Whenever I like, I just need to like be enveloped in scripture for a little while. I go to first John because it has so many good passages, not only for Christians who are like, like maybe doubting their salvation or like having a hard time, like feeling that God like is for them and like there for them and like whether or not they are actually truly in Christ. It's so comforting because I can look at that and be like, okay, I know that like, I'm not doing the best right now, maybe, but I can look at that and know and see myself in those passages and know that I am not like, uh, I was going to just use a double negative, so I'm not going to do that. That would just be confusing, but I, I, I am a Christian. Like I can read that book and know that I am and know that I'm not kidding myself in, in believing that I am a Christian. I know that I am. Um, and I mean, to be honest, like I've, I've struggled a lot like this year and last year, um, with, you know, various, I don't know, just like feeling meaning, like things that I'm doing are meaningless meaningless and stuff but I, I'm like looking back on that time that I was going through first John and like, wow, like just incredible, like peace and comfort that I felt throughout that entire period, because I was reading every single day and learning more and more and more every single day. And I would go through the same passages and the 30th time I'd go through it, I would finally get something that I hadn't got after the first 29 times. Um, and yeah, like, you just keep going, reading the same passages over and over, and you can unlock them, basically. <laughs> just kind of, like, <laughs> keep dredging more stuff to the surface, and it was great. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on, on this topic, Connor? Well, I do not. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just
2: waiting to get back to Carly. Because
0: um, this is technically
2: her part. No, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. I, uh, let's see, what's another... So... Do you have like a question you can ask her about it? Do Do you have, have some
2: place th- you were taking that or?
1: Uh, I don't think I hadn't really had anything more to say.
2: Okay, then I actually did have have something okay, else to ask good. you on on that topic then. Um, uh, specifically for you dealing with depression, if there are other Christians listening to this that do struggle with depression, would you recommend certain passages to them?
1: Uh, definitely Psalms. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like just, just read the whole thing. The like songs? that was that was one of the <laughs> earliest books that I that I started reading like every day. And like, there's right. some good stuff in there. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: And of course, I've I've seen your your the the pictures on Facebook of your Bible now, of <laughs> like, like highlighted to the core. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I I used to think that I highlighted my Bible, and then I saw yours. <laughs> Um, like, what, like, why do you do that? And, like, how has that benefited you?
1: Um, I found that even in, like, and especially with the Bible, because even in books, if I just sit down and try to read a book, then, like, I get lost so easily, and then I lose my place and everything, but if I'm, like, going through it with a pen in my hand and highlighting things and taking notes Mm -hmm. and, like boxing things that I've already highlighted, then, no, (laughs) with, with highlighters, but, um, uh, then I actually like take it in and understand what I'm reading. And Mm -hmm. also it's just a method that works better for me because I like to make things pretty and organized. So.
0: Right. Yeah. Carly, you have taught me that. Like I I started, (laughs) I've been going through, oh gosh. And I probably should have had, oh, here it is. Because I'm gonna talk about this anyway later, but I've been going through this book, and I tell you what, I started highlighting it, and like, yeah, that mm, it's made it so much more fun to go through, and like, yeah, I feel like I'm like super organized, and like, um, I can go back to that very often. (laughs) I don't. I usually don't. And I I, so the thing is like, I like I like feeling organized. I like when things are organized, but I. Rarely have the motivation to like make it so, um, but when I was when I saw you, you're going through um, James White's book and like highlighting everything and, and stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, I should do that. That would be a really good idea, especially because like like I'm that way with nonfiction books. Like I very rarely like finish nonfiction books. I like start yeah. halfway. I I get out like, halfway through, and I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna stop reading and go do this other thing, and. Like going through it and like highlighting specifically is making it stick a lot better. And like, I can go back to specific passages and be like, "Oh yeah, that was really important." And I want to talk. Like, yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. So thank you for showing me the importance of <laughs> highlighting things.
1: You're welcome.
0: Um, you use different colors. Do you? What? What are?
2: What are the different colors for?
1: Uh, I literally just use a different color every time I do something so if i'm reading one chapter i'll use one color oh. and then if i come back to the same book later and decide to read another chapter i just switch the colors
0: <laughs> it's just a way to keep your oh. mind fresh kind of thing and like yeah
2: this was one time i read this and yeah. this is what it meant to me so it's not and expensive. this is the yeah. so other i time have, I I have, have a lot of this, places where
1: is... in like where i've taken notes on a sermon and it's been in like green and then I have, like, mm-hmm. the whole verse highlighted in green, and I have the date and, like, what sermon it's from. And then I'll have, mm-hmm. when I go and actually study it, like, in on a daily basis, if I find that verse, then I'll be like, oh, I this verse was in this sermon, and I can mm-hmm. tell the difference, so.
0: Yeah, see, one of the things that I don't know if I could ever do is, like, actually, like, write In books, like with a pen and like write things, because one my handwriting is journaling Bible. (laughs) Yeah, one my handwriting is isn't very isn't very small, and so I couldn't like I, I, it would just be a mess. Like I would would write like the beginning of one thought, and then it just I'd have to like I'd start doing the thing where you like write down like vertical when you were writing horizontally, and I just hate doing that. (laughs) yeah (laughs) i i like i hate it when i have to when i end up doing that well when she does it it probably looks pretty well that's the thing you probably have like smaller handwriting right like you can Uh, write write pretty small
1: i have medium-sized handwriting
0: okay i i'm just i don't i also don't like my handwriting at all i just i hate it i hate handwriting anything at all um but highlighting i really enjoyed because (laughs) i i can make it it can be a thing where, like, if I do it perfectly, it can be, like, super, like, neat and organized. And I'd be like, ha, it's just a highlight. <laughs> and I think one of the things that really got me into highlighting, and I think, in the first place was, like, um, uh, just reading books on the Kindle. Because I, I usually never had a highlighter next to me. But when I was reading on the Kindle, like, I can just do it, like, yeah. electronically. And then it was, like, super cool because then I can go back through and be like, oh, all the stuff I highlighted. But then I was, like, going mm-hmm. through, like, a physical book. And I'm like, well, why don't I just highlight this? Because I – it's – it looks so yeah, cool. That's, like,
1: the only excuse I make for myself that, like, I shouldn't just get a book out of a library is I want to highlight it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I usually
1: end up buying stuff and then, like, reading mm-hmm. half of it, but gonna <laughs> hopefully change that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, basically, what I've, I, so I, if you look at my Good, Goodreads right now, I'm in the middle of, like, seven different nonfiction books um, and, like, one fiction book. That's usually how it goes, um, but I've i basically told myself I cannot read, pick up any other nonfiction book until I finish this one, and so I'm gonna finish this one, and it's gonna be good. I'm wait, how many pages am I in this? I'm like not even 100. seventy. It's like six hundred pages or something crazy Dang. like that. Yeah, it's a very heavy exegetical. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, any any other thoughts, Carly, on uh, Bible reading and or being in the Word every day?
1: I don't think so. I mean I, I got a ESV study bible for Easter, mm-hmm. so I started using both translations and just reading yes. it twice. Yes. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Uh oh, Carly, this is a thing I should tell you because I don't know if I we talked to you about this. Do you know about logos?
1: I think Think I think I've yeah I think I've heard of that.
0: Okay. It's super helpful. Like I don't know how how much you would use it necessarily. It really depends on your kind of like style of of study, but I found it super helpful because I mean not only uh like it, they have like the, the basic logos thing for free and it gives you like um like like literally the the Greek and Hebrew word for everything, <laughs> and like a bunch of like helpful like um uh. Like lexicon sort of things where you can like look up a term and be like, okay, where else is it used in scripture and Mm -hmm. like other things like that. It's all just in that package, and then you can buy a bunch of resources and and they give out a resource every month for free, um, like some sort of theological book or whatever. Um, so over time you can like gather like a large library of stuff (laughs) on here, and then you can yeah go through it and like highlight it. However, and like there's a whole bunch of different study tools, and you can it, it links to directly to the to the verse whenever you're in a book and has hyperlinks all over the place and that that's really fun to me because I like doing stuff electronically um and so that's yeah I uh, like doing things physical so and and yeah I figured yeah but that that might be a helpful tool like especially for the Greek and Hebrew sort of stuff one of my life goals is
1: definitely to learn Greek and Hebrew and get a like (laughs) an English (laughs) Greek and like English English Hebrew like parallel Bible and just Mm -hmm. i
0: mean you could go to bible college and yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so here's what we'll do instead of me doing online bible classes you and i will just find like a halfway point (laughs) and then we'll just go to that bible college oh my god
0: okay okay so so wait wait hold on a minute put a little love in it (laughs) No. Give me a second. <laughs> Apologia, Apologia Radio has that one. Yeah, with Whitfield, Whitfield oh, yeah, Theological yeah. Seminary. Is that near? Or... I think it's in what is it? It's in like Colorado or something. I guess that's technically halfway, but it's. I don't south. want to go to
1: college in Colorado.
0: Blood. Yeah. <laughs> well, give me, a give me a second. Let me look this up. But every time I hear that the ad on their podcast, I'm like, just like, oh, that sounds so cool. Yeah. Is it um, tomorrow? so it's Whitfield. You have Whitfield college. Uh, where is this? Let me look. Um, it's not telling me. Where are you? Where you is? Uh, it's not telling me. Where is it? Go to about. It's not telling me where it is. Uh, they also, they also offer online stuff, but okay. So, uh, for, for me,
2: the logos thing, I, I like yeah. it physical better as well. And so what I use Logos for is, is every time I need to know the Greek translation of a word, no. all you do is you look up the verse in Logos and like on your phone, you just hold it down and highlight it. And then it it you it comes up with like a little thing and you just hit info and it literally pulls up the Greek word and all of its different usages of like, like, okay, so this Greek word means this specifically, and this is where mm. it's used. Yeah. And this Greek word also technically means kind of the same thing. And it's used over here and you can figure out exactly what they meant by that word. And it shows every place in, in every single verse in the entire Bible of where it's used. Mm. So you can, you can do really quick word studies and I, it's invaluable for me when I'm listening to a sermon Yeah. and Somebody says something and I'm like, there's no way that's true. And, <laughs> I, and I look it up and I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah, it is true. <laughs> so, yeah. It's, it's actually
0: in Florida. Sorry. I oh, got it's... that wrong. Yeah.
2: Okay. So definitely not a halfway point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but better than but Colorado. It's, <laughs> it's,
0: yeah. I mean, that would be a nice place to go to college. Like Yeah. <laughs> I suppose. It's, warm. it's too warm. I too think warm. So. That was the thing. You wouldn't <laughs> be there in the summer. We're temperate. You wouldn't people. be there in the summer is the thing. I guess that's true. Yeah. But, anyway, I'm not saying you should. But it's still I'm just saying be like, like sixty degrees. It, of all of the colleges that I have personally seen, the one that is promoted by Apology Radio is the one that I'm most inclined to be like, "Oh, that that's probably a good college." That's fair. It's fair. <laughs> um, I don't know if you can do online stuff there. I would. I would. Pretty sure you can. Oh, that's so cool. Look at all the degree programs. American history and government, Bible, business administration, classical education, counseling, education, um, legal advocacy. Okay, that's pretty legit. That's <laughs> so cool. Okay, but anyway, so
2: so this is completely yeah, irrelevant sorry. at this yeah, point. It really this is. Is. How this did this even happen? Oh, we were talking about logos.
0: Oh, uh, well, I okay, I brought realm, up you your, should go to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because learning Greek and Hebrew anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Christian Artist where we have rabbit chills. <laughs> mm.
2: sometimes wild goose chases
0: yep sometimes that is yeah. the case
2: but okay so any other things that you have learned or have we n- milked this topic years? dry
0: um
1: i don't know i don't Do you have think anything I have else anything prepared off.
2: so then so we should just alternate then i think is we'll just go and then if because if, if we get to because Carly just did one thing and you know we talked about the same amount of time that, that she did, so if we if she thinks of something else and like we go through ours and we still think we have time, we can just alternate it,
0: and then I don't know you, I still don't understand me.
2: Ah, it, it's it, we'll figure it out when we get there I suppose. So Caleb, okay. okay,
0: you should go next then. Yeah, I can go next. Um, so one of the things that God has been teaching me over the past three years, and I I don't I guess. I guess I kind of already was partially on board with this by the time we started the podcast. But it's really taken me this long to really get to the point where I feel like this is, like, the next thing that God is, like, really impressing upon my heart is really important. Um, Like, I I tend to... Again, I've already mentioned I'm kind of obsessive. And so when I... (laughs) when i get on something i'm just like this is like the thing that is the most important thing and like i want to know everything there is to know about this um and the thing most recently that has been like that for me is uh eschatology uh, is, that coming. uh yeah uh, i mean if, you, if, you, if you've been reading my twitter yeah. for time now you will have known this um more more specifically um uh oh, I was going to be really snarky and say correct eschatology but yeah, I don't want to say that. <laughs> no, yeah. um uh post-millennial eschatology. And uh So incorrect eschatology. How dare you. No. And <laughs> so that, one of the things that so from an early age, I mean, I think most most evangelicals around the 90s and the early 2000s probably had a basic idea of eschatology being Well, things are just gonna get worse and worse and then, you know, there's gonna be wars and rumors of wars and then there's gonna be a rapture and all of the Christians are gonna go away and then Don't forget are about the earthquakes. Get, yeah. Things are gonna get super bad and we're gonna have seven years of tribulation and then Jesus is gonna come back finally and then we're gonna have a thousand year millennial reign on earth and all and then all this weird stuff. Um, but that was like the kind of standard like view of eschatology was like the premillennial standpoint, mm-hmm. um, and I was obviously raised in that same way because it's just it was kind of the standard in in that period of time. I feel, and especially in America, um, and you know I grew up reading like the Left Behind books, which have all that um, they 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 promote that. Um, but one of the things that um, when my dad. It was my it was my dad primarily. He was like, you know, I, I want to figure out like what this revelation stuff is actually about. Like, what does revelation say say What what is eschatology about? <laughs> Why like is this stuff true? And he started reading books from uh, Kenneth Gentry, uh, Gary Demar, David Chilton, uh, people like that who um, were uh, proponents of post millennialism. And one of the things that their main thing, um, the main thing about their eschatology that my dad studied was, um, the preterism. Preterism. Um, and preterism is. Uh, uh the view that most not not we're not talking about hyper preterism which is basically like people who believe that every single prophecy in the bible has already been fulfilled so jesus has already come back which obviously hasn't happened so this
2: is the new jerusalem i, don't ah, even I was expecting know. better <laughs> so he's, been,
0: he's been talking about that in this book so far and it's been interesting um but uh preter just standard preterism, which basically says like most of the prophecies in the Bible have already been fulfilled. Uh, Most of revelation has already been, has already happened. Um, And basically the thing that my dad studied was that um, revelation was basically um, Jesus giving his certificate of divorce to Israel, the nation, the ethnic nation of Israel. Um, And basically saying like, you have failed, like um, you have failed to accept me as the Messiah. Um, and so the promises that were given to David um, that were that, you know, and, and Abraham and Moses, all those promises that hinged on you, you know, following me and, and following my Messiah um, are no, no longer no, um, apply to you as an ethnic people. Um, so that the ethnic people of Israel, the, the Israelites no longer had that promise. And that was basically what Revelation was saying was, you know, and and the things that were leading up to this, you know, all this bad stuff that was happening, like the beast and and all that stuff, like the destruction of the temple that all happened in the period before 70 AD. So between when Jesus died and the temple was destroyed in 70 AD was all this, all the stuff that was talked about in revelation happened. Um, and so you have like the beast, for example, was actually, you know, the Roman emperor Nero. And I think there are some differing opinions as to which Roman emperor in that period exactly. It was, Mm -hmm. um, but it's the idea basically that like the Roman empire was the, one world order that pre-millennials like to think is in the future um and so on and so forth so all of that stuff has already happened and um and so we shouldn't be you know um and, and the, the, basically the primary thing that came out of that and and dad taught um cuz he's he was our youth pastor and he is, still is at our the church we go to and so we were teenagers at the time going through the youth group and so we did this whole big series on on revelation and, mm-hmm. and my dad went through all of this stuff and talked about like how this has already happened guys like we don't we don't like this hasn't this isn't in the future we don't have to look forward and and like all the weird like symbolic stuff in revelation was just normal stuff that happened in before 70 AD so there wasn't going to be this it's, giant dragon yeah. that like
2: and, yeah and what you, you mean know, by it was normal stuff it wasn't that There was this giant dragon is that he was using hyperbole and symbolism symbolism like he would all over like Jesus did all over on his (laughs) in his earthly um, ministry by, you know, saying things like you got to drink me and eat me, you know, (laughs) like like
0: he used symbolism like that all of the time. Like, for example, um, when uh, when it says in Revelation and and when Jesus talks about it, where it says you will see the son of man coming on the clouds. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people like to reference that as like an actual literal physical manifestation <laughs> of Jesus when he, he's going to show up in the clouds and then people are going to be raptured and come mm-hmm. up to be with him. Whereas like the the actual Old Testament like phrase phrasing that is used there is used pr- uh, uh, exclusively when judgment is going to be pronounced out of people. When this, when, when some, when someone is coming on the clouds, when God is coming on the clouds, that is a uh, a vision of judgment that explains a lot. Right. And so it wasn't this future thing. It was God saying, Israel, your time is numbered. You have to repent and, and believe the Messiah or else judgment is coming. The final judgment, right? The final judgment of the nation of Israel. Whereas before, right, whenever they fell away from the Messiah, whenever they fell away from God, God had to judge them and then he would bring them back and. Um, he said you know this is the final time um mm-hmm. all of those who do not follow the messiah um like they you're not part of this israel anymore the same israel that has the promises of abraham and moses and david now that has been given to anyone who follows the messiah whether that is you or gentile um and so right like it, revelation is such a certificate of divorce against israel the final judgment on on is on the nation of israel um and once that kind of fell into place for me and and, and my dad um, kind of taught that to me, other things about a general idea of what history is supposed to be like started falling into place. Um, and it's taken me three years. And I think this is the primary thing that God has been teaching me over the last three years is that history is under the control of God. Um, God is sovereign over history. And he wants it to get better and he will make it better
2: no i don't see see when i read the bible i think god is always trying to make things worse especially when it comes to healing and redemption he's always been on the opposite side of that spectrum he's always been about apocalypses and raptures and stuff like that and the meek shall inherit the earth we're strong christians (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say right now, but I'm trying to play just trying to devil's play advocate. advocate. Yeah. You're doing it very badly.
0: Exactly. That's my, I mean. so you're doing, no, you can't do a straw man devil's advocate, Connor. That's... That makes me look like a jerk. Oh. Anyway. Um, <laughs> but basically it's the idea that instead of the common perception being that history will just get worse, there's nothing we can do about it as Christians, that there's no lasting impact we can have on our culture or our world, and things are just going to get worse, and then God is gonna come back and save us all from it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of this escapist mindset that a lot of Christians, I feel, even today still have that's like the like one and I think it makes me the most angry, I think, when I see it on social media after a tragedy where mm-hmm. people are saying stuff like, Oh, quick come quickly Lord Jesus. Yeah. It's like, okay, I know what you're trying to say, but the thing you're communicating to the world and to other Christians is that there is nothing we can do mm-hmm. that. The only thing there is to do is come quickly. Lord Jesus, just take us all because it's going to get worse. And there's nothing we can do about it. Like scripture does not paint that picture for us. Um, and this book that I'm reading right now and highlighting, it's called he shall have dominion. Uh, it's backwards. So you can't actually read it, <laughs> um, by <laughs> Kenneth Gentry. I can. Aha. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, it, uh, it, it it makes this argument. It makes this argument that um, continued worsening of history, the continued apostasy of the church is not what will happen in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you look through Isaiah and when you have a proper you know view of Revelation and so on and so forth, those things start to fall into place. And, right, and it's important to know that Revelation is not in the future because then you can have a view of, of the future where the only things that's left in the future is the good stuff, is Jesus coming back there being a kingdom nations like, uh, making swords into plowshares them coming like uh, read Isaiah two, right? Just read (laughs) Isaiah two guys. And you will see this picture of peace, right? This picture of a coming peace that won't just be instantaneous. When Jesus comes back, Mm -hmm. it will actually be realized through the gospel of Jesus Christ on our Mm -hmm. present earth through time. Um, through Christ. Through Christ, right? Like through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is king now, because he defeated sin and death on the cross and rose again, which declared his final victory over those things. And
2: on his in, in his earthly ministry, the first thing he said was, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Mm-hmm. Repent for the kingdom <laughs> of heaven is at hand. Unless God was lying and saying the
0: kingdom of heaven will come thousands of years later mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Right, and, and like all all throughout scripture jesus I and mean, when jesus is on earth he talks about this idea of right like the lord's prayer just read the lord's prayer it says uh you know uh oh, father hallowed be your name your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven mm-hmm. if god's will is that people should be saved that the vision of isaiah 2 should be a thing where, where nations give up war and make their swords into plowshares why won't that happen, right? If God is in control of history and this is what He wants for history,
3: mm-hmm.
0: why won't that be what happens in history? Right. Um, and this this book is really going. I'm not. I haven't even gotten to the point where he gets into like actual exegesis yet. He's just talking about like he's doing like broad overviews of like the philosophy of history and like all this stuff. And I'm already <laughs> just like super on board with this. I'm like, you go, Kenneth Gentry. Like, <laughs> thank you for like spelling this out. And it, I think what really kind of hit the, the last nail on the head for me in this area was when I was at church and we were kind of going through the eschatological viewpoints as like a broad overview and just kind of talking about them all. Um, And post-millennialism was kind of tacked on at the end as this viewpoint that nobody really believes anymore because World War Two, like, because, you know, World War I and World War Two showed us that like history is only getting worse. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I looked at it and I'm like, hmm, you know, I don't believe that. But I should know why I don't believe that instead of because I I had been kind of just going along with like Apologia's like standpoint in this. I, I I loved what they were saying. I was like, oh, yeah, that is what I believe. But I needed to know why I believed it and whether or not it actually was a belief that was true, like based on scripture. And it seemed like it was. But that's why I'm going through this book right now is because he's going to give like an, an actual exegetical account of every single passage of scripture that talks about. This this uh eschatolo- eschatology, mm-hmm. and I will know whether or not you know this is scripturally sound. I will do this study myself and like look at these passages myself, look at the Greek, look at the Hebrew, mm-hmm. figure out for myself whether or not this is the case. As far as I'm concerned, right now, I, I I believe it right now, but I want to make sure that at the end of the day, I I that it's that it's true.
2: But here's the thing: if you actually do figure it out, blessed are those who have not seen and yet still believe, just blindly <laughs> believe.
0: I don't want to get into that. Right now, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, one of the things that I think, and this is maybe what I'll, I'll talk about at the last of this, like me talking about it section. And then maybe you guys can come in with your thoughts like we did with Carly, um, was he talked about how the three viewpoints of, um, our idea of how we should view culture and how we should interact with culture as Christians. The, the three main viewpoints are as follows. you have The identificationist model, which is. Um, the liberal like left wing of Christianity, which basically says we have to adapt to our culture. We have to use the culture to and like go with the culture to preach the, the gospel and like whatever the culture is doing, that's, we just adapt to it and identify with the culture and then use that to preach the gospel, which is how we've gotten things like this, the prominent social justice movement in Christianity today, the social gospel, um, right? This, this whole idea of like um, we have to use the the language of the world to and we've started identifying with the world and that's and i i don't think that's biblical at all but then you have the the like ultra right wing of christian of the christianity in this area like how we should identify with culture how we should interact with culture and it's the um the uh i can't remember the specific wording he has but like the escapist model the i don't know the isolationist model where it's basically like we can't be involved in culture at all we have to be completely separated from it we have to keep ourselves from being tainted by it and basically just like be in our own little christian bubble and completely reject any any idea of like ever like being a part of the culture or being in the world whatsoever and like we just the whole like come lord jesus come sort of thing
2: right we we just sit in our houses and wait for
0: jesus to come like the the um, we can't interact with culture at all like it's not right. on the table Don't
2: like do it. like the the guy who was told by Jesus to invest
0: his money and instead stuck it in a hole and buried it yeah it's exactly yeah. that and then you yeah and then you have the centrist viewpoint the the, the middle which I believe it's the biblical standpoint of this and I I, I think that most biblically f- sound sound Christians would agree with this point is that the model that we should be going after is transformational where we transform the culture and make it more like Christ, right? Where right. we have influence on the culture and we make it better. But the problem is um that view is hard to have when you have an millennial or premillennial viewpoint. The reason for that being, you would have to believe that things only get worse and that Christians will never have a lasting influence on the on on our culture, only like very we'll minimum, right? Yeah. Where it's well, like, okay, it's going to get better for a little while because Christians are doing it, but it's always going to get worse, right? Yeah, we, we have a lasting influence on individuals, but not on the culture itself. Yeah, and not on our world, right? Yeah. Like things are only going to get worse and there's nothing ultimately we, that we can do about Do it.
2: In, in a sense, there is nothing that we can do, but as, it's not people. <laughs> us who does the good works about anything. First Corinthians yeah. 15 says that it is Christ in us who um, who who does the good works that it is uh, the Holy Spirit guiding us to do these good works. And it's not of our own um, will or flesh. It's that God is in us working together. It's literally the Holy
0: Spirit empowering us to do this, right? Like the same way that the gospel was spread, like that when Pentecost happened, right? Like they were filled with the gospel and they were given the ability to do all these um, things, right? And the only reason that we can be regenerate, that we can have uh, you know, the Holy Spirit inside of us, the whole have, have, uh um, faith, have faith, right? Like be able to influence our culture good or well is good.
2: Yeah. Be able to influence our culture. Good <laughs>
0: goodness. <laughs> be able to influence our culture. Well, right. Is through the power of the Holy Spirit is, it's, it's right. not through anything that we've done or, or our, um, you know, our honeyed words or whatever. It's only through the gospel of Jesus Christ being proclaimed, and that's the only thing, right? Mm. It's not. It's not because we're the ones proclaiming it. Is because it's the message of the gospel that's being proclaimed. Um, and so, what what I have kind of le- started learning is that if you don't have a viewpoint, a philosophy of history that is optimistic, if you don't have a philosophy of history that says that things will get better, that we can have lasting change, that that we as Christians have a responsibility to make things better for the future and and to be future oriented future minded people where we're looking to the to the future and being like let's let's set f- like systems in place that will make mm-hmm. the gospel spread further and further each generation if we don't have that kind of mindset then we can't have a lasting influence on the culture mm-hmm. um and that's one of the things that when i started doing actual research on the events surrounding World War I and World War II and why post-millennialism did have a decline during those times, it wasn't because World War I and World War II happened that post-millennialism declined. It was because post-millennialism declined that World War I and World War II happened. And it's because 50 years before... it It was about 50 years before that, maybe a little bit more, it started to go on the decline. And so we get to the point where... People like Karl Marx and uh, Hitler and Stalin, um, those people who are propagating um, these sort of glorious futures, very similar to what post-millennialism subscribes, right? The idea of this Isaiah 2 and Revelation 20, Revelation 21 view of the future, this glorious future, they were using that same structure, but they were putting their worldly ideas inside that structure. So instead of Jesus Christ being the king of the world and nations giving up war and, and going to meet... Him at Zion and like gain advice and wisdom from Jesus. It was the proletariat will rise up and capitalism will be defeated and then we will all you know the workers will own the means of production, right? Or the, the the Aryan race will rule everything and you know the superior race will be dominant. It was the same structure, and except the language was changed, the content was changed. Um and and so instead of the lasting cultural influence of Christianity that was influencing Europe and America during these times. It was Karl Marx and Hitler and Stalin and people like them who had the same sort of language being used, which inspired optimism and people looking, being future, future oriented, which is something that we want as people. We want to know that there's a future to, to have hope for the future, but it was the wrong message. And then wars happened. <laughs> um, and, and, when I was just doing all this study on this stuff, it was blowing my mind as to like how like looking at our culture today, I can see how we got to this point where we are. It does seem pretty pessimistic and dire right now, but the reason isn't that it's inevitable. It's because we thought it it was inevitable as Christians. It's because we adopted that mindset. Once we adopted that mindset, we couldn't have any influence lasting influence on the culture because we weren't trying. mic yeah. drop <laughs> um
2: another mic's right there you actually have a little <laughs> mic you yeah. and you just... but i don't want i don't want to actually want to hurt my, my baby oh okay All right. um
0: but uh yeah I, I mean i think that's that's more or less the stuff that i wanted to talk about it was the idea of like having a an optimist on optimism for the future
2: mm-hmm. and
0: that's one of the things that like i i mean i i going with you carly like i i think I've started to realize that I actually have been like going through a a period of like actual legitimate depression. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've started realizing that about myself, uh, like I think this weekend I, I really kind of got down to it and I was like, yeah, I think I've like actually like legitimately had depression because like I've had this like sense of like drudgery and meaninglessness that like, it feels like nothing I actually do means anything. And, anything that I get obsessed about, even, even like, it feels like that's taking me away from other things that are actually important. And I feel horrible for like being interested in this other thing that like I enjoy, but then I'm like, Oh, but I'm not actually doing the things that actually matter. And it's gotten of this like weird spiral and this book <laughs> and like God teaching me about like the actual like optimism of the future and how like things apps actually can be better in our world. And there's hope for the future has like legitimately kept me afloat where nothing else has in the recent months. Um, and so like, like you're, and I think the last thing I'll say on this before I like you guys actually talk because I've been talking a lot, (laughs) um, is there was a, and I'm trying to remember where it was in here, but basically he was talking about, um, studies that were done about patients in a hospital where the 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 patients that actually recovered were the ones that felt like they could recover (laughs) right who that actually had hope for the future that they they felt like there there was a chance of them recovering whereas those who had a pessimistic attitude towards them ever getting better they they never did because they had already convinced themselves that they couldn't. um, And that's the sort of mindset that we as Christians have today, Um, as a majority of culture, is things can't get better because it's inevitable. <laughs> scripture says that it won't get better. But that's not what Scripture says. And I think it's really important that we don't believe that. Um,
2: so, and, and I think, uh, on top of that, I think the most important part that that you didn't actually mention was that the more you think of postmillennialism as you know things are always going to get better and jesus is going to come back when all of his people you know whom he all the people that christ has chosen as his bride mm. because you know christ gets to choose his bride mm-hmm. um and all those people that christ has chosen once they are saved that's when jesus will bring about the remaking of the new earth right and, and I, guess I, I guess i guess i should
0: like that i should um uh expound upon that so basically it's not the idea that like the, the basic idea of post-millennialism is that you know besides whatever he said it's the idea that through the spreading of the gospel more and more people will become christians to the point where the majority of people on earth are christians and because people who are transformed by the gospel and, and like have the Holy Spirit living inside of them will obviously be better people because they have been given the ability to love Christ and love others in a, in a way that no one else can. Right. Like it's impossible for us to actually truly love one another unless God is has loved us first and given us that ability. Right. It's the idea that if the majority of people in history, if we, we get to that point, where like, the gospel has spread so far and wide I mean, literally like baptize go go forth and, and preach the gospel and baptize all the nations right is that whole idea once that has gotten to like reach a crescendo right that is when Jesus will come back and so it won't be Jesus necessarily rescuing us all from this like pitiful despair that the like, world has engulfed itself into it's Jesus riding in as, a, as the victor right as like look at what my people have accomplished through my gospel and through the power of my Holy spirit. And we are like basically giving the world, this like redeemed world to Christ as like a gift, right? Like it's like, and not obviously we didn't do it, but like, it's like, we're, we're consummating this, this, um, this victory as the people of God, giving glory to God and praising him for the amazing work that he has done throughout history. And like the culmination is finally like Jesus coming on the white horse and not like killing all the evil nations that still remain. It's the idea that like, you know, the nations will come to him and the new Jerusalem will fall, will come from, from heaven and and come down. And like people will, from all nations will come and gather and there will be peace and people will lay down their weapons. And this like, actual like legitimate time of, of peace and, and on, on actual earth. Um, and not just like, you know, the new heavens, and the new earth, and then Jesus will come back and then finally do the, the final act of redemption and the new heavens, and new earth will be created. And then we'll have the white, the white throne judgment and, and so on and so forth. Um, but yeah.
2: But, but the, the most important part about that is the, the, the reason that, that Caleb and I think that, if you are not sure about an eschatology, and I haven't been sure for a couple of years until Caleb started ranting this idea to me over and over <laughs> again, and that's, to every so single person we know. That's
0: basically <laughs> literally how this always happens. Yeah. I learned something really cool, and then I rant about it to Connor enough that he, he's like, oh yeah, that is true. <laughs> yep he, every single yep. time
2: i'm just like okay gail i don't really care at this point and you, you, you're just like no no <laughs> but this thing and i'm like oh, i guess that does make sense <laughs> yep but, it, but anyway i think the the most important part about that is um if you are trying to figure out what an what proper eschatology is why would you not want to choose the the um the optimistic one and not illogically optimistic like we usually use right, optimism like in all of the fairy tales being, and butterflies yeah and being hopeful yeah. for the future because be, for the sake of being hopeful for the future mm-hmm. no we're hopeful for the future because we know that christ is our king and yeah. if he's working everything together for the good of those who love him what kind of good would it be to send us through a rapture
0: <laughs> <laughs> well send us th- i mean technically if, if it's a rapture it would be like we'd all go up in heaven
2: well yeah, a, yeah there are anyway. other there are multiple sides to that right but right. yeah but anyway yeah. so and, and so not only that but postmillennialism is the um, eschatolo- eschatological view that most promotes the spread of the gospel, yeah. mm-hmm. in the sense that if you believe that the only reason—not the, the only reason—if um, you believe that Jesus is going to come back when all of His people are saved and believe the gospel, mm-hmm. and <laughs> that you believe that you spreading the gospel and fulfilling the Great Commission is your, not only your entire purpose of life, which is you know what all Christians yeah. believe, but um, you're you're it's going to bring about the new jerusalem like that's that you're Mm -hmm. you're you sitting in your house hoping that jesus will come back is not getting that day closer Mm -hmm. what will bring that day closer is preaching the gospel Mm -hmm. and and so post-millennialism like unlike the other eschatological views, promotes the preaching of the gospel. So mm-hmm. if you're trying to figure out, hmm, which one should I believe by default because, you know, I'm a Christian, I want, you know, truth to believe in, and, you know, I want more encouragement to preach the gospel. Because <laughs> that's what
0: all um, I, I scripture like should to, i just like to, to specify, you shouldn't believe an eschatological viewpoint just because, oh yeah, that... <laughs> right, but we do that anyway. I, Everybody right, has I getcha, a
2: default yeah. eschatological viewpoint yes. that they they kind of think is oh, is okay but, but that's they the thing. know everything what i would say is, is don't don't
0: just believe it because i just ranted to you about it and you're like oh yeah we should have an optimistic view about this right. actually study it because it's super important and like one and like going back to like the whole like what has god taught me god has taught me that eschatology is really important mm-hmm. and most and like i being one of them but most christians are like, eschatology is confusing and I just yep. don't want to get into it. And like, you yeah, know, I was, all I know is Jesus yeah. is going to come Literally back. Literally me yeah, a right? couple like, days ago like, no, and then I was so just important. like, I should
1: probably actually look into that. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and, and the reason, right, the reason that it's important is because it it completely defines your philosophy of history. Mm-hmm. How you view history, its importance, what we should be doing in history and like the future. Yep. And as like going back to like the analogy of the patient uh you know recovering right like people who believe they have a future actually do <laughs> right um it's a, and it's of course a, the jeremiah twenty nine eleven verse <laughs> <laughs> anyway but right it's the idea that yeah like i mean there's no and he so this i i absolutely highly recommend this book it's again he shall have dominion by kenneth gentry I will put in the liner notes and there's a whole bunch of other books that like go through the, like the ideas of preterism and all this other stuff. Um, but he, in the first like, you know, 70 pages, he goes through like basically, uh, an explanation for why he's writing it, like the Mm. importance of eschatology, why he's writing this book. And one of the things, right. is like, guys studying any area of scripture is incredibly important and every Christian should do it. Eschatology is one of the areas of of studying scripture. We should study (laughs) eschatology. Right. Yeah. And, Um, and,
2: the, the main reason that I always found it so frustrating is every time I would try to learn about eschatology, it was frustratingly confusing and every single person did not have an answer. And, and I mean that, that every time I would listen to somebody say, Hey, this is the answer for eschatology. I would just look at it and say, there's no way that it's this confusing. right? It, like the, there's no way it's so vague <laughs> that you literally have to explain it to me one verse for an hour and then get to the other verses, um, and mm-hmm. now now they all make sense because I told you I expounded and, and and stretched this verse out for an hour. Now that it covers, now that it covers, you know, all of this other stuff, mm-hmm. and it's like this can't be eschatological viewpoints. This this can't be what we believe as Christians because that's so confusing. And if and um Jared is actually just talking to me about this the other day mm-hmm. of maybe revelation and, and eschatological viewpoints is so vague
0: that it's trying to tell us that it's not that important but i don't believe that right and mm-hmm. and and that's and, and that's the danger right is because if people do believe like yeah it's, it is really confusing they might draw that conclusion it's like okay well it's not that important right obviously at the end of the day your you're not going to hell viewpoint because, yeah. will not send you to hell <laughs> right. obviously because it's not a primary doctrine all you all you have to believe technically it's in the the doctrines is uh, acronym that Pastor Gabe likes to use, and I do like that acronym. The, but eschatology. the eschatology is. But the only key point of that is that Jesus, Jesus is going to come back. back. Yep. Right? You have to believe that as a Christian. That is like a primary doctrine. If right. you don't believe that, then we have ultimately no hope. Mm-hmm. And that's what hyperpreterism is it's the idea that that's already happened, even that's already happened, and there's nothing else we can do, which is so weird. Mm-hmm. Um, And I'm sure oh, he'll get so, into it further. So
2: Jesus did book. come back the second time. And now, I think it was basically <laughs> the idea that like
0: the future will just go on forever, oh, like there is no end to time. <laughs> I know, right? Um, yeah, and so I know we're just gonna a... keep
2: dying and keep dying, yeah, and keep going right. to heaven.
0: Basically, so where's the
2: new know. Jerusalem? I
0: don't even know. Yeah, I, I'm sure he'll talk about the, the
2: the Jerusalem that's here now is not good enough for me, guys.
0: <laughs> um. But, uh, anyway, yeah, so I I could keep going on, and there's, like, a several thoughts that are coming to my head that I want to talk about, but I know I sh- shouldn't, because I've already talked too much. Do you guys have any more thoughts before we move on to you, Connor?
1: I was just gonna say that, um, yeah, that's something I've been wanting to look into more now, because, like, before, mm-hmm. before you started talking about it, like, on Twitter and stuff, I did, probably didn't even know what the mm-hmm. word meant, um, and so.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah Fair. I mean, yeah.
1: And so, um and i've been raised in assemblies of, uh, in the assemblies of god church so um hmm. i i'm not exactly sure what the um what the specific term would be for that eschatology but i i think it would be premill. but um
0: so they do they believe like the rapture and, and i think so i've never been like
1: clearly See, that. taught and, and that's
2: that.
0: the thing is <laughs> yeah yeah. I, Most people just Try yeah. away from it Right uh, Yeah mm-hmm.
2: Because it's hard To explain yeah.
0: If you're not A postdoc <laughs> I'm you
2: serious just though just talked about it For an hour
0: Well yeah It's easier to explain If you're
2: right. I mean but you also Have to untrain <laughs> I, Right That's As seriously The doctrines. thing though You have
0: to untrain yourself To like View stuff a certain way And I feel like That's legitimately What happens though Is because we've Grown up in a culture That says it's so confusing And talks about All this weird symbolism then we look at those passages and we're like, "Well, I don't know what this is talking about." <laughs> mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. if we just tried to interpret scripture with scripture and looked at it at face value without any cultural baggage, I personally believe that we would come to conclusions very similar to post the syst- systematic post millennial eschatology. Um, because the, I think it's just and as like with most things in scripture, I think uh, that's the simplest reading is the probably the truest. <laughs> At right. the end of the day, once you once right. you actually have the context in mind right. and you're like looking at the Greek and Hebrew, obviously, mm-hmm. but once you you look you look at all that, whatever is at face value, just the most obvious answer, it's probably yeah. that, <laughs> right?
2: Because why would God purposely try to confuse yeah. us? Yeah, I mean, what would
0: be the point of that? It, that's not the God that is revealed right. in scripture. All right? the treasures like, of wisdom and knowledge are found in scripture, <laughs> mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean that we can perfectly understand any of it right like, because god is still infinite and it's he has there's a mystery about him that we will never fully understand mm-hmm. until we you know get to heaven and even then don't, I still don't even out. know what, what that's gonna look like um part of me kind of wants it to be that like we get to spend all eternity and i'm sure this is probably what's gonna be get to spend all eternity learning more and more about how amazing <laughs> god is mm-hmm. um yeah. and it will never end it would be so <laughs> cool <laughs> and then we could rant to each other to each other forever and then, like I'm sure that an eternal Christian artist episode. Episode one million billion trillion. <laughs> Another thing about postmodern eschatology, though, is that it gives it gives a much different picture of the new heavens and new earth. Because I believe that the like the future of like the new heavens and the new earth will look a lot more like actual Earth than we think it will. Mm-hmm. I think there will actually be like nations so that that and I really technology like and music and like in the same sorts of ways that there are now it won't oh, just okay, be going it. to another dimension and like everything's different i think we'll be like literally on on like a new earth that's even better than it was like when it was cr- originally created and it will only get better because we'll be there like making art and like doing this all, all this other stuff like but to the glory of God and maybe we'll be able to like do space travel like to the glory of God. We'll, like go out do you know how cool that would be? Come on guys. That would yeah, be so cool. Be right? It's, it's just like it's every area that, of life yeah. can just be done for the glory of God for yeah. all eternity then.
2: Right. And I think it's interesting that we have that desire that in in our lives when we talk about heaven being we worship God for eternity, that makes that that sounds boring to a lot of people. In a sense, it's like well, I mean well, it if you're, if your vision of
0: us worshiping God is literally just and standing, and standing, standing, and standing or sitting standing. for hours, like yep. forever, just singing the same song over and over again, yep. right? Like, obviously, yes, <laughs> that would probably be boring. Um, I mean, maybe I'm sure that God could make it <laughs> not boring. It's God, Right. But,
2: but, but our, our God given creativity yeah. and our God given desire to, um, I mean, do different things to the glory of God. We're mm-hmm. all different parts of the body of Christ. Right. So it, it just it makes sense that we will be doing the same things that we do here on Earth, except perfectly to mm-hmm. the glory of God.
0: And that's so that's another thing that I just real quick want to touch on for, for for this, too. Right. Is the idea that if you don't have a post-millennial mindset, ultimately, at the end of the day, you're maybe being inconsistent if you don't sell all of your possessions right now and go be an evangelist, because. If, if you don't believe that, so, so hear me out. If you don't believe that there's any point in the future that we won't be able to change the culture, then why do you care about the rest of the culture? Why do you care about like being an artist? Why do, why would we care about being an artist? Like, right. right? Like why don't we just preach the gospel forever in the same way for the rest of time? Right. Like, and, and do that only with our lives. The only reason that we like, it makes sense for us to like, be brewers to the glory of god or bakers Ooh, to the glory of god okay, or artists to scent. the glory of god right but like so guinness guinness the guy who he met in guinness yeah, beer he was yeah. a christian he was post post-millennial christian was he yeah really? i saw the apology reading, right, yeah. did a whole thing on him what? and it was it was literally <laughs> it was it was literally basically like the common folk need some beer that's not gonna get them in it was in ireland not that's not gonna like get them roaring drunk and and cause alcoholism. And so I'm going to make like a lighter beer that people can just like drink and like hang out to and won't be as prone to alcoholism. And so I'll do that to the glory of God. I'm going to make beer to the glory of God. And he was thinking future minded, <laughs> right? Like, right. Cause obviously if things are just going to get worse, why care? Right? Like why, why don't you just get go drunk pre- to
2: the glory of God and preach the gospel to as many <laughs> drunk people as you can.
0: <laughs> but right. It's the, it's the idea of like other spheres of culture won't matter. If the only thing we're going to be doing in the future is like standing in one place, singing the same God to God forever and ever, or like we're going to be in this completely other dimension. That's not going to be anything like earth whatsoever. You know, like in
2: a sense, it, it, it makes sense for us to think, okay, something indescribable is better than this because Mm -hmm. we don't understand it. And, and we can say, yes, every, everything in heaven and in the new Jerusalem
0: will be better than this. And it's going to be so great that we can't describe it. Right. But it's the idea, right? That like, it's going to look very similar, I think, to what actual life is like now, except it will be better. It will be redeemed. It will be perfect. And right. it will only get better. And and it's it, what's interesting is that when
2: God created the heavens and the earth and then created Adam and Eve, in the Garden of Eden, he didn't create them in another dimension <laughs> and then kick them out of that dimension
0: onto Earth. Yeah. Mm. Like he did with Satan. Yeah. Right? And it's the idea that, like, if Adam and Eve had continued just, like, serving God and hadn't eaten the fruit, they, their future... They weren't eventually going to go
2: to heaven. They weren't going to go to heaven. They were going to exactly. live.
0: Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right? Their future was going to look like being on Earth, right? Mm-hmm. They would have just been on Earth forever and yeah. would have continued to cultivate the Earth and had dominion over the Earth and made a bunch of babies and, like it would have just been that forever, right? Like, and they would have lived, like, but that's literally what it would have been, right? Uh, yeah. And, oh, it's, so good, guys. I was listening so good. listening back okay, Carly, to one of saying... the,
1: um, I think it was the, the 25th episode, the trivia one, and one of the things that made me laugh so hard out loud was the whole, um, it, you will have many joke children.
0: <laughs> that reminded oh, me yeah, of that. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Wait,
1: what? The joke babies.
0: <laughs> joke babies. <laughs> I don't remember the context anymore, but I do. I yeah. did listen to that recently, and I, I do remember that being said. I don't remember yeah, why I mean, we said it. But... What are you guys talking about? I don't remember what joke that. babies. I don't know. Maybe I'll make a question f- about it on there, okay. the okay. What 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 does the term joke babies mean? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I don't. It, I don't Connor, remember. you said something okay, about anyway.
1: Abraham having many children, and then it went from there something happened
0: <laughs> yeah it was uh, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how you can get to that but it yeah. happened i'm sure how did yeah. we
2: get here you know no no i'm just kidding yeah. no um no but carly uh you were saying something about your your church and then we went on a wrap oh, I'm sorry, oh yeah, yeah i was
1: just saying that you that's yourself. something i've been thinking about lately that i need uh, to yeah. look and do more so <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah uh yeah but that's one of the things that like Maybe makes me a little sad sometimes about I don't know like and, and I don't mean this as like an indictment necessarily against our church but like I, I can I, I I can look at some of the things that our church believes and and does and be like mm, I don't know if that's consistent with like scripture Same. like and then looking <laughs> at like like postmillennial for example right like the idea of like right but the idea of like like let's be super like tr- let's go transform the culture let's go like save babies from abortion right like mm-hmm. or like let's go do those sorts of things we were actually just having a conversation with um a friend of ours angel who's the um uh, him and his wife are the children's ministers at our church um and he was talking about getting together um a group to go uh do evangelism um in our in our town like from our church ooh, ooh, and it was a secret Kayla. it was a secret but like i, I was thinking about it, i was like why don't we already do that
2: like right. <laughs> right i mean i've been thinking about that for a couple of <laughs> mm-hmm. years now of like What if I just started
0: that? Would people listen to me? (laughs) But but it's like, that's the thing, right? Like, it makes me excited. Even even though there is some, like, sadness and, like, pessimism sometimes of, like, looking at, like, ah, man, our church isn't where I would like it to be. And, like, that's a selfish thing to say and maybe, like, a little pretentious. And I understand that about myself. And I'm not saying, again, this is not, like, an indictment about, like... Any church in particular, or yeah. anything and like we're, that. We're
2: not about to leave our church. Are we, I mean, we believe. And that- I'm
0: not saying that I have everything figured out. But like, when when God has shown me specific things that are, are important, because of my personality, I'm just like, guys, this should this is so important. Everybody <laughs> needs to know this. Like, we should tell this to everyone. Right. But it makes me so optimistic and excited and joyful. When I have conversations like these, and like with like people like AJ and Mickey and Maddie, mm-hmm. and I know, all right, we have the next generation of people that I know that I know will do, will will like change things, mm-hmm. right? And if and if we are the next generation at Faith Community Church, we will mm-hmm. turn that church upside down, <laughs> right? And and that's not to say that it was bad before necessarily, but it will mm-hmm. be so much better because I if I believe in post millennialism, I believe that things will only get better, and that means our current church body and like our churches around, around America and around the globe. Like if we really do what we're supposed to be doing and, and as young people have passion and, uh and uh do things right. Like actually be motivated to do things and be active. We actually, we actually can have change happen. It's not pointless. Like it can happen and it will happen to the glory of God. Um, so thanks guys for giving me optimism (laughs) in life.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, what I was trying to say earlier is, is like, obviously we're not about to leave our church and, and we want to, I mean, that's the whole point of you going to a church Mm -hmm. is that you're learning and gaining wisdom from the people you know are older and wiser than you or vice versa. Um, no, and, and vice versa though, that you are trying to help the people who are in your church and trying to give wisdom to them. And it's a mutual building up of the body of Christ helps each other learn about God and teach about God. And then together you go and preach the gospel. We're all
0: helping each other. Right. Like, and, and that is what a healthy church will look like. We'll all be able to offer things to each other and be able to exhort each other and maybe discipline each other. Right. To, to be better. Um, and I know there are plenty of things that, lots of other people in our church do better than I do. Right. Yeah. On, on, definitely a lot of areas mm-hmm. and they could teach me so many things about how to do those things better and, and how to have a proper view of these things. Right. Um, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, the having our strengths and weaknesses be compatible and like help each other mm-hmm. in our weaknesses and, and help each other with our strengths.
2: And, and also, uh, as a side note is, you know, the Bible commands us to be united in truth and, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to say to not be divisive because if and somebody who is divisive is probably not a Christian. So, you know, if, <laughs> if you want to be divisive, then, you know, just be divisive, leave the church and then the <laughs> church will be better. No, but um 1st John that yeah, talks about that. Yeah. No, but um but um we are commanded in scripture to be united in truth and to agree with each other. And so if this becomes a point of um contention between you and another brother, don't Or sister. Yeah. Um, yes, another Christian, um, don't try to separate the church, rather sit down with your Bibles and read it and talk to each other until you both agree and, and agreeing to disagree is not agreeing. You just secretly both hate each other and, you know, uh, disagree. Yeah. And whenever you try to witness to somebody, one of you is going to try to, to bend the gospel to your part of the theology. And then you, it's just a terrible solution right. to and the problem. And it's the
0: idea that like, that won't happen instantaneously. Right. right. But it's a constant process of like trying for to unite. Yeah. Trying to unite with each other in the truth and be able to like grow and shape each other Closer to the ideal, and you guys and we'll iron sharpens iron, right? Like, um, I I know there are plenty of times where I'll have a conversation with like I don't know Hannah or Maddie for for example, right? And they'll disagree with me on something, right? And we'll talk it through. And throughout the conversation, they'll they'll start to lean more towards my viewpoint, and I'll start to lean more towards their viewpoint because we find a middle ground where we both realize (laughs) that we were a little bit wrong in this in in but we are both a little bit wrong. Right. Mm-hmm. When you find a synthesis where we're like, Oh, okay. God was trying to teach us how to synthesize this and like make it even better than it was. Right. right. Um, and so we can have an even more biblical view than we did before. And a more balanced theology. Yes. hmm. Right. Cause that's the sort of thing that like, so, um, uh, Connor and I both teach with one of the Ginter girls, um, Maddie and Mickey, and they have both been on the podcast uh, before. Mm-hmm. Um, Connie uh, kind of teaches with Maddie and I teach with Mickey and they're both the kind of people who are a lot more on the like how do I want to put how do we want to put this strange side no that's oh, no no okay true. yeah we're both equally strange as they are um how should I put you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> no right you don't I mean, so, I was
2: going to say that Mickey and I are more like, and you and Maddie are more like, and that's why yeah, I'm with Maddie and you exactly. with Mickey is right. because it works a lot better that
0: way. Right. Exactly. Um, right. I think, I think what I was going to say though, is like, we, we are a little bit more hardline with some things, right? Where we're like, okay, this is the way it is. And this is truth. And, and like so on and so forth where they're, they're a little bit more on the, on the lines of like tact. <laughs> right let's have tact in this right let's let's say it in such a way that is more easily receivable whereas connor and i will just be like this is the way it is all right okay yeah leave it there whereas you know maddie and nicky will be like okay well there's a better way to say that Mm -hmm. um and we're great we're a great team as a result right like um we we call ourselves NC squared um get it yeah (laughs) (laughs) anyway
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay so um but yeah, so...
0: Anything else? No. <laughs>
2: okay. Should we be done with this topic? No, uh, Car- Carly, is that, yeah. is that all you had to say on this? Okay, all right. Okay. So what has God taught you, Connor? I don't have a lot of time. <laughs> we have a half an hour. Uh, technically, yeah. Um, No, uh, uh, this entire uh, time I've been trying to think of different ideas and... Um, or like from, from the very beginning, I was trying to think of this idea of what God has taught me through the podcast. Cause, cause I feel like every single time I learn something theologically, we just talk about <laughs> it on the podcast. Fair. And so it's hard for me to be able to be like, Oh, what did I not talk about on the podcast that God has taught me? Um, and I feel like for one, especially because we're talking about how far we've come as a podcast is that when I first started on this podcast i wanted to be a police officer Mm. and i feel like a a part of my shift to wanting to be a pastor was this podcast Mm. of realizing that me uh, first of all me getting better as a speaker of you know being able to have normal conversations like this and this is technically public speaking you know in a sense that i mean we're not in front of the people but you know people listen to this podcast and you know it has an effect on people. Yeah.
0: Six people are listening
2: right now. Yeah. So um, it's more than I expected, <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, but um uh it's it's the idea that, you know, I I've been able to practice me speaking and I've been able to get better at that. I'm better at organizing my thoughts. Um and I've learned a lot of things of not to say from this podcast as as you know, our regular listener, listeners will know. Mm-hmm. Um and uh you know, throughout the course of just us, doing this and me realizing that you know our words do make a big difference Mm -hmm. that i feel like that was a part of me wanting to become a pastor now instead of a police officer and instead of protect people physically you know protect people spiritually um i feel like that was definitely a big turn with me um and another thing that that i've been thinking about a lot lately is my you know untactfulness of, you know, when I was younger, probably, you know, even still around the time when we started this podcast, um, I was always the complete 100% blunt honesty guy. Mm. And I would just say something. And if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. And I didn't care. Um, And
0: so true. So true.
2: and, And so I feel like the difference now is, is that I will now say something totally blunt, and honestly, 100%. And if you don't like it, I do care, but I'm still going to say it. Hmm. And I think that's the difference. And you'll, you'll,
0: you'll talk it out with someone, right? right. So you'd be like, okay, well, I okay, that's good. Like, you don't care. Let's talk about that, right? Like, right. you're not just going to be like, well, you're obviously not like Christian then. <laughs> right? Though,
2: to be fair, when I was younger and had these conversations with people, all of those people did leave our church and are definitely not Christians. <laughs> Okay. Uh, no, there's there's one there's one exception to that. There's one exception to that. But but
0: but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were definitely a lot of instances where you can we can look back on that now and be like, oh wow. Yeah, we so, were definitely yeah. right to say those things because <laughs> well, that first you know yeah.
2: Not only were we right to say those things, but they were angry because they knew because because they were being convicted. They were being yeah. convicted, and then instead of you know us being able to talk it out, I was this punk kid that was telling them what to do, and so they left the church. <laughs> <laughs> it did happen it, it did it's... it did oh the but, yeah. stories we can tell you carly we're not going to though we're uh, not going to. no we're not no we're not but
0: why not okay that would be no.
2: gossip. okay completely different conversation i was i was about to argue with you on that one and now we're not going to though okay um but okay so um yeah just just over the course of time i felt like um you know from three years ago i was that way And then I slowly started, you know, not being as honest with people. And it was because nothing good seemed to ever come of it. Mm. And the good that I was looking for was somebody to say, Hey, you know, that's right. You know, I need to be more focused on, you know, scripture and, you know, base all of my beliefs around that. And instead of me being like, Oh, you know, them leaving the church was why I said that instead of being confident in yeah that that me being able to say that to people that i love was important and you know then they saw hey they weren't a christian and that was important and they needed to know that and you know that was important but um then i i, I didn't see the importance in it any longer and i started thinking you know maybe maybe i'm being too critical and maybe you know holding people the scripture is you know wrong under some circumstances and i should just let them be and you know let god change their hearts kind of a thing and then i started realizing that the balance between those two is you know and 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 this is this is me now in like the past year of realizing that no i mean anything but 100% truth is a lie <laughs> and if i'm lying to somebody and i know th- or or i know th- that i should say something here and Or like somebody asked me, hey, did you think what I was doing here was wrong of me saying no or avoiding the question? That was me being deceptive, Mm -hmm. right? And by me not wanting to speak the truth that I didn't think was important enough to, you know, get them angry over. So I just wouldn't say anything. And that that was wrong. And that was a lie. And so um, I started slowly coming back to the realization that, I mean, people like an honest guy who was just going to say something bluntly, hundred percent, honestly. And, um, they know, Hey, this Connor guy, if I need to, to know if I'm doing something wrong here, he's going to tell me. And, um, I used to be the guy that nobody would want to come to because, Oh, I was going to tell you and I was going to tell you something else too. But now I am trying to be the guy that you can come to and be like, Hey, I feel like there's something not right here. I feel like I'm doing something wrong here. I need to know the answer to this. And nobody seems to be willing to give me a straight answer for it. What would you think? And then me being like, okay. And sitting down and, and trying to suggest an idea to them and talk them through it mm-hmm. and explain it to them. But say, hey, this is what I think. Um, but I'm not telling you this is how you have to think. I'm telling you this is what I think. And this is what the Bible says. And this is why I think you should think this way. But I'm not going to tell you you have to think this way. Because you don't. You don't have to think this way to be a Christian. You should, but you know, you don't have to. And um, and like
0: you, you trust that God is big enough that if they still don't do that, exactly. that God will continue to work on their hearts and eventually they will. you
2: know, come. come that I don't need to say a hundred percent my
0: peace before. You, you need to chew them out for God to work on their hearts. <laughs> yes,
2: it, it needs to be a balance of, I need absolutely to speak the truth, but if I'm trying to be God for them, and change their mm-hmm. hearts, mm-hmm. then, you know, that's mm-hmm. sinful.
0: Right. At the end of the day, you aren't responsible for that. And right. You can't change that.
2: Yeah. I can't change someone's heart. So trying mm. to change someone's heart is an ineffective way of changing someone's heart. <laughs> Fair, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, And so that's, I think that's just the main thing of me learning that over the years of, you know, having, having a, critical spirit as as some people would say is not a bad thing in the sense that i know the difference between right and wrong for myself and i feel like the legalistic critical spirit is i know what is wrong and right for myself and i'm going to tell everybody else what is wrong (laughs) and right for them too Mm -hmm. and instead it's hey this is why this is wrong for me is this what you're doing and then getting right, them to, a lot explain, of it has to do with the motivations anyway. Getting them right, to explain yeah. why they do this thing and then me being able to say, Well, the Bible says this. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what are you gonna do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And letting them make that decision. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah, thanks, buddy. You're welcome. I'm te- still technically the same guy as before. Just new and improved. Yeah. And you
3: yeah, guys both have gone helped to me on many occasions what kind of new in that do you sense. Have? <laughs>
0: Oh. Yeah. And you've helped oh. us. <laughs> yes you have. Yes you have. Um do you have any thoughts on this on this uh, particular topic? I don't
3: think yeah.
0: so. Huh. <laughs> part, of is, part of it is part of it is it's nine forty two. <laughs> We're starting to starting to get down to that. Yeah. Um I mean, let's see. There's, there might have been something there that I, I
2: just forgot. Did I cover too much ground, or is, is no, no,
0: you were fine. Is just not good enough? No, no, <laughs> I'm just trying to think of like you said about?
1: everything I would have said.
0: <laughs> oh, okay, mm-hmm. all right.
2: I can live with that answer.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I felt like there was something that I was gonna say, but now I've forgotten like the context of like what part of what you were saying made me think of it. So okay.
2: Yeah, it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I would tell you if it wasn't fine with
0: me. I mean, right, so I'm you, an honest guy. You're, you're basically, the thing that, that God has taught you is you don't need to be, you don't need to chew people out to change their heart. Yeah. For God to change your heart. But
2: I still need to be 100% honest because mm-hmm. lying is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and even just, just like telling people things, you know, like I you know something has happened in my life or i feel down about something or this person hurt my feelings hmm. telling them that is way more important because i would want them to tell me the same yeah is i i would I, and want I, to I know i can legitimately
0: see that in you right because you used to have as a like a teenager you used to have a very isolationist attitude towards sort of, those sorts of things where you just be like, okay, I'm just going to internalize all of that. And I'm not going to like, well, I ever. I know you still do. Right. <laughs> but it's the, and you're still working on that. Right. Like we, I was no, like, no, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied something. and confident in my ability to terms to internalize things, but it's the Connor, but it's the idea, right. <laughs> that you can't just, um, take everything and not tell people when like things bother you, because right. it's important. Like, as you said, right. You would want them to do that for you. Yeah. um and so it's important as christian brothers and sisters right to to work with each other and like be united and to let each other know when we're when we're doing something we're doing something wrong or what like when you have emotions right like help Mm -hmm. each other work through those things because that's important we're like we're family right like we're literal spiritual family which is awesome yeah
2: and and if i'm angry at you for something and i tell you why i'm angry at you and you can be like oh no that's not what i was trying to do at all i'm sorry that you felt that way because I wasn't even what i was doing and then i can be like and then you can oh now i that was just a misunderstanding and you didn't actually do anything wrong i just whereas before
0: whereas if you hadn't have done that then you're you're continuing to be angry at them and Mm -hmm. i mean that might be sin right like you're 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 just being angry at my brother without fault right without cause without cause that's Mm -hmm. hatred yeah it's the same as murder (laughs) yeah (laughs) right yeah those sorts of things and I, I think I, I can definitely see that change in you. I think especially the thing that hit me was when we were talking about criticism a couple of episodes ago. And you mm-hmm. like the thing you mentioned was, like, ask them questions. Mm-hmm. Right? And I was just like, wow. Like, the Connor, the 13-year-old, the 14-year-old Connor would never have said that.
2: No, I did that as 13 and 14-year-old. For but atheists. they were condescending questions no no to to i went on a facebook page full of atheists okay that was and all no, i did was we're, ask we're, not talking about, we're not talking
0: about, we're not talking about that we're talking about christians mm-hmm. yeah right exactly <laughs> yep you, you you would not have said that about that you would have been like give them a bible verse and leave them. <laughs> <Yep. laughs> right <laughs> and that would have been. I
2: still, I still have a Facebook post that says, "You know what? I think I'm gonna stop arguing with people. I think I'm just gonna give them Bible verses, and they're gonna keep arguing back at me. And all I'm gonna do is read them Bible verses until they have to agree that either they one hate the Bible, or two, they're not a Christian, or 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 two, that they agree with me. That's what that's what I said. Yeah. And I was like, huh? You know, that's kind of not good.
0: <laughs> that's kind of the Tina jerk. Yeah.
2: I mean, it's true. And if somebody was being, uh, um, you know, a jerk like that, instead of giving them Bible verses, I would say, "Hey, you're a pig.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I have a pearl.
0: You ain't getting it, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, on that note, let's let's go ahead and start wrapping this up, shall we? <laughs> It was so good.
2: Uh, Yeah. (laughs) That was the perfect way to end this, guys. Wow. (laughs) All of my jokes (laughs) came to a close.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know what I should really do? I should have, like, a notebook. And as we, like, reference things that I should do liner notes to, I should, like, write it down. Uh, So that I can, like, go back and be like, just put all the liner notes. Mm -hmm. I will, at the very least, put a liner note to, like, this book on Amazon because you should all buy it. It'll be, that's a good mm-hmm. idea. Um, um, were
2: there any comments or anything that we needed to address? Nope. I nope. saw you ban somebody. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Just was it Noah? No, no, I, I think actually Noah is, is watching right now, Um, but he wasn't watching when that happened. Oh, was he? It was, so as a person who basically just said, um, oh yeah, that, that, that's one of my favorite books It's right after. Uh, so what am I? Oh, they were saying one of my favorite books is right after Genesis called nintendo and as soon as i saw it <laughs> i was like all right man <laughs> but they were just being an but idiot. who
2: cares it, unless they're swearing because they're making it's, sexual my ch- comments. it's my
0: it's they were also swearing um, um i just didn't want to deal with it i'm just like i don't want okay, you Okay, were be they
2: swearing at man. us or were they just using foul language because they're, they're foul language.
0: you know not a christian yeah so who cares let them listen connor if you're on Twitch long <laughs> enough, you can tell when some people are literally well, just there to troll. Clearly, you can't.
2: Clearly, you can't. <laughs> no offender.
0: You know, that is a fair point. Yeah,
2: clearly you can't. Let people swear all they want. Who cares? I
0: don't. I don't want people to swear on my channel. <laughs> as as Seth knows, <laughs> there was an incident that I'll tell you about. It's fair fight. Um. Anyway. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll put some stuff in the landing notes. And uh, this is our 99th episode, guys. You know what that means? <laughs> the next episode is episode 100. That's crazy.
2: And and today was our Clapping a three... emoji <laughs> in between all the things I'm saying. And there was a three-year anniversary today, guys. <sighs> three <laughs> years. That is
0: crazy. 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 Clap <laughs> emoji. Crazy. <Z>. Uh... <laughs> So we're gonna do trivia next week, and you know who's gonna be on it with us? Yay, Who? Hannah Law. <laughs> yeah, I, I, um, I got the, uh, the thumbs up from her, uh, so that will be super awesome, super dope. Um, we might have to start a little bit later than we usually do because she has okay. a thing, that like she does on Monday nights, but I'm sure we can work and work it out it's fine it'll i no. i definitely want like i i i'm so excited for this guys like i am so excited to do this like game show thing with mm-hmm. you with you three like that sounds like so much fun to me be legit. uh so yeah i'm super excited about that so uh it's, uh, it's gonna be lit in. guys tune it's in next week 9 p.m central standard time i think is probably what we'll get we'll get started um and it's gonna be a good time um you can find us on twitter as usual at christ underscore art underscore show at facebook at facebook.com slash christian artist show and at our website at com. it's good stuff uh thank you for listening for 99 episodes uh thank you for giving us almost eight thousand 000 listens on this podcast i mean in terms of like big podcasts like that's not obviously not like super huge but like to, <laughs> to us holy that's crap big. Like, come on guys like that's amazing <laughs> Um, and people like watch us on Twitch every week now yeah. too. So I, 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 am so glad that we started doing this on Twitch. Cause not only did it give us a chance to like do this with Carly and like mm-hmm. have it make even more sense to do it with Carly. Like, cause right. can have this like web thing going on. Um, but like, uh, we've gotten so many people to like watch because like they can just like tune in and like mm-hmm. watch doing it live and yeah. it's a thing. It's like an event It every is. week. Yeah. So it's super cool. Um, but obviously, I was,
2: I was talking with, with one of our friends right before the assembly mm-hmm. fire and, and I, I was like, yeah, I'm about to start the podcast soon. And she was like, Ooh, what's the topic about? And I never answered her. So but, you know, okay. okay. <laughs> uh,
0: so shout out to the people in chat right now. Um, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, but Gishy, um, uh. Kathy, Pinch, <laughs> uh, Thornside Gaming, AKA Seth and Zuni. Hey. Is, uh, no, so what's up now? uh you you playing see for... a Thieves
2: right now on the other screen <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> you are. thank you guys for listening um we always uh enjoy um uh talking to y'all um so feel free to like talk to us while we stream too right like we we like to hear your comments and yeah. your any of you have questions like that's that's the thing yeah challenge um, us we won't ban you right yeah <laughs> and so my challenge to all y'all post-millennialism look it up all right do your research yeah. study eschatology it's important yes Read your Bible every day. It's important. Be nice. (laughs) Tell the truth, but be nice. Hey,
2: I was being nice back then too, just in a very different way. That's that's
0: not what that was. I
2: was being nice to God, just not nice to God's people,
0: and so not nice (laughs) to God. Jesus is the body. We are the body of. We are the body of Christ. You said Jesus is the body of Christ at the beginning. No, I didn't. I didn't finish sentence. (laughs) So I didn't actually say it. Yep. Anyway. Um, obviously we'll, I'll put the vod up, um, so at some point this week, um, on YouTube and the audio version should be live at some point over the weekend. Sometimes I just forget. And then it's Sunday and I'm like, Oh wait, hey, did you, you put ever, that out?
2: did you ever edit that?
0: <laughs> do no, that you're ask me every week. <laughs> yep. Um, Connor, I'm going to say right now, I will not do it until I'm done with this semester because, but it would take you five minutes. No, I don't want to No there's too much going on dude too okay much. the next
2: time you want to listen to the rpg podcast or the rpg okay, episode do just me. listen to my to my sermon <laughs> no, do and cut me. out the little beginning and cut out the little end
0: no that's all you have to do we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it later so we'll see you can talk about it well. uh but yeah so obviously um other streaming stuff that happens on on this channel we have ternelius on thursdays shout out to you seth it's gonna be it's gonna be dope going to be more exploration Mm -hmm. of a tropical island it's going to be good stuff there aren't going to be drugs involved um and then obviously (laughs) crow inquisitors on friday we're really getting down to it now i think like we have this episode and then i it's possible we might finish it next episode and crow Crow it's it's possible because like people might just die and then (laughs) like right uh there's gonna be a lot of violence next episode so but the
2: the ticking clock was the demon right so I banished the demon, so it's fine, right? Meerkats. <laughs> <laughs> I totally yeah. forgot about there the are
0: meerkats. still meerkats. Uh, there's also a whole bunch of other little.
2: And the meerkats <sighs> just gonna attack
0: us? So, one are of the things that I kind of forgot. I so i want to tell you right now. There's a behind the scenes thing that I I kind of forgot. I originally was planning on having Meerkat be there. In the, in the chamber, and he was going to try to get the demon first. What? And it was going to be it's this, like, me-cat. super thing. But, like, things kept rolling... And like everybody else had a different idea of like how uh, to do okay, it, and I, yeah. I was just like, I'm gonna let them do their own thing. I'm okay. not gonna like ruin it with my own little plan. Ugh, that
2: would have been, <laughs> especially if I, I told the demon to banish, and then and then Free just like ran off after the demon and got it, and then was like, yes. Um,
0: but I think I think the main thing was like Josh messaged me like privately and was like, I'm gonna try to like take the demon. Like that's uh, my yeah, character. Okay. I was like, okay, I'm not gonna ruin that for yep. okay to, let him try to do that anyway. <laughs> But after *Chrome Inquisitors is finished, as I like announcing, we're going to do our Styles Without Number campaign. Stars Without Number campaign is going to be super good. Starring Starring. Carly Pinch. Carly Pinch as one of our brightest stars. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> stars, you know, sci-fi. Ayo. Oh, dear. Um, It's going to be a good time. I'm super excited for that. Um, it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Obviously, those two shows. Oh, I got him to say it. <laughs> 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Like normal,
2: Carl. Do you think I'll ever get you to say lit?
1: Mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I used to.
0: <laughs> she made. She made her. Oh, did you? Did you nose. used to say lit? <laughs> <laughs> oh! <laughs> she <laughs> <had been> very <laughs> reluctantly. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that is our normal stuff. Um, we'll be back next week. With our 100th Woo. episode st- extravaganza, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I think that's it. Thanks for li- uh, watching. Thanks for listening. And, bro. you all.
2: I think it would be really cool if we could legally put Reliant K songs on the end of these episodes because we could do candlelight as the end to this episode every every single time like the beginning of candlelight you know how cool that would be why would we do that because it sounds cool
0: do, 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 yeah. do, it would be do, 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 it would be a really
2: good like do, do. ending track for a, for a podcast you i mean know? but we have our own music
3: i know